check check all right what is going on everyone welcome back to another crypto daily three at three i'm doing a special edition today so we just got off something like two and a half hours of the facebook libra um, hearing the first of two today was with the senate banking committee uh, and it was interesting. And so um, I wanted to do, instead of the normal three at three, I wanted to do just kind of a quick recap of maybe what we heard, what we learned. Um, and this is a little off the cuff. I wanted to do this for podcast listeners who didn't have a chance to, to watch the stream. Um, we did a discussion stream, a live watch party this morning. We'll be doing the, the same again tomorrow for the House committee hearing, uh, which should be even crazier and even more political. Um, but yeah, so so I wanted to go through kind of three big buckets uh, that we heard today and hopefully give give folks who are especially listening along a little bit of a recap. So number one, Facebook and trust. So if you had to pick uh, a word that, that came up more than any other word in this hearing, it was trust over and over and again, right? So uh, Senator Sherrod Brown right out of the gate talked about just how little trust uh, both him and all of his colleagues and the American people in his estimation have in Facebook after it's continuously abused uh, and broken things to use their own words against them, that trust over and over again, right? Um, in a lot of ways today was uh, relitigating Facebook's history of mistakes. Um, and it's interesting in terms of what it means for Libra because it sort of suggests to me that uh, there's a certain portion of the US kind of congressional and senatorial bodies that simply aren't interested in allowing this to proceed because they already think that Facebook is too big as it is, right? There is a sense among this set of people that there is unfinished business when it comes to uh, regulating Facebook's power in general, even before you get to this point, right? There's still open questions around, should they be forced to uh, break up and, and spin out WhatsApp or spin out Instagram? And so the idea that they're now wanting to basically rebuild the global financial system on their own backs is um, is anathema, right? It's, it's intolerable, it's, it's dead, dead on sight. Uh, and and there's this group for whom that's just going to be the case. And we heard it today from both sides of the aisle, from Democrats and Republicans, there is this perspective. Um, now, of course, there were others who, uh, who are basically reacting to that and saying, hey, it's a little bit too soon to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, this is a real opportunity and we need to take it. But if you had one takeaway from this entire hearing, it is that there is an incredible lack of trust in Facebook and in Mark Zuckerberg in particular. And for some people that is a, it's probably an insurmountable barrier. Uh, so that that's kind of the, the big takeaway number one. Now on to point two, um, I wanted to talk through just kind of some of the questions that came up uh, and discussion points and topics. And, you know, to be frank, a lot of these were more buried under that larger question of Facebook and trust, uh, but they were there and they're worth noting. So the first is this idea of American leadership in a new innovation economy. Um, there are a number of, of senators who recognize that these innovations are important, uh, that they are likely to have an impact on the global financial system. And the, they've expressed concern that, uh, the, that perhaps the US would be left behind, that if we didn't uh, work with an actor like Facebook to enable this sort of um, transformation that someone else is going to do it anyways, right? So there was a real strong indication, especially from a, from a couple of folks, uh, that they wanted this sort of 
this new innovative era to continue to have American leadership. Uh, someone even used the, the world, the phrase kind of, we have the gold standard in banking, we want the gold standard in whatever the, the, the new world of banking looks like as well. Um, although interested observers might have pointed out that gold standard might not exactly have been the right phrase for that. Um, so there was that, this idea of American leadership was, was point one. Point two, um, that was kind of contrasted with questions of why then were Facebook setting up the organization in Switzerland. And David Marcus, who definitely, if nothing else, gets an A-plus for patience on the day, um, his response was that it had nothing to do with uh, a trying to move around or get around the American regulatory regime. Uh, it had to do with wanting to establish the organization that is theoretically supposed to be an international body in a, a regulatory space that's well known, has well res, uh, respected institutions there, that is inherently international, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it was an argument about why Switzerland is good rather than why America was bad. Now, uh, there's a lot of people, especially kind of in the conversation on crypto Twitter who called BS on this. Um, and I think that the unfortunate thing about this type of hearing is that you know, it's a very, it forces the, 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 the people who are in the hearing, who are doing the testimony into a very defensive position, right? David Marcus is not in a position to bite back and kind of say, well, look, here's what, you know, you haven't done, what you haven't figured out about how um, to do regulation. And so we have to go over overseas. Uh, that would have been seen as contentious. It would have just, it, it would not have gone well. And so he rightly didn't do that. But it's a shame because I think there's a good argument that the lack of regulatory clarity is forcing U.S. companies like Facebook and smaller companies to go seek opportunities elsewhere. So uh, Swiss setup was, was a second point. Um, a third point had to do with data. And actually, I was surprised at how little uh, specifics around data came up. Um, I, I think that it was, uh, in some ways, it was almost embedded in this question of the lack of trust that people have in Facebook, that the reason there wasn't more explicit conversation about uh, you know, how data was going to protect or how Facebook was going to protect people's data privacy and so on and so forth had to do with just a, almost a, a disbelief that they even could, right? A lot of the folks who might have asked, asked that questions uh, that set of questions didn't even get to it because they were too busy just tearing apart um, and scoring kind of rhetorical points against Facebook. Um, you know, the the folks who did, I think most notably Mark Warner, uh, what they were most interested in was a couple things. One is um, questions of uh, exactly how data was going to be siloed between uh, Calibra, the wallet, and Facebook, the company, or the Libra Association and Facebook, the company. Um, they wanted to know uh, precisely about data portability. They wanted to know about um, whether whether the Facebook-owned messaging properties would create, uh, what sort of pressure they were going to be exerting to integrate the Calibra wallet versus competitive wallets. Um, and I think that this is an interesting point actually to make another point about the, the competitive question. So one of the things that David Marcus said over and over again was that, look, you know, we have 100 members, anyone's able to, even beyond those members, is able to build their own wallet. We, we're gonna have competition, you know, not just from the 100 other members of this association, but from 
all of the companies around the world that might want to make their own wallets. Um, and you know, Senator Sherrod Brown and, and others made the point uh, kind of repeatedly that they just didn't buy that competitive argument because Facebook is the only one of those companies that has 2.2 billion people using it, right? There's such a huge, uh, powerful um, force already, a network effect that, that Facebook brings to the table that just saying, hey, other people are also going to be able to build wallets wasn't really assurance that there was going to be true competitiveness in this ecosystem. Um, so so that was a, an interesting point. But, but yeah, in a lot of ways, there was less about the specifics of data than I thought. It feels to me like something that's likely to be on the agenda again to the extent that there are more hearings than I think it's likely that there are. Um, Fourth, of course, uh, there was a huge conversation and, and numerous points about money laundering and crime. Um, in a lot of ways, though, you know, Facebook has already answered a lot of this, and and I think this is one of the interesting one of the interesting things for folks in the crypto industry is that this is the area where Facebook's answers, in some ways, are the strongest as it relates to what you know the U.S. existing power structure wants to hear. Right, they they discuss how uh, law enforcement is going to be able to track things. How you know David Marcus made the the point that it's explicitly better than cash. Um, for those of us who are interested in a, a kind of a privacy preserving society and an anti surveillance society, and who are worried about a creeping surveillance state, these are scary answers too. Right, this is where to us in some ways it may be the thing that's best about Calibra to sovereign governments. It's the thing that's worse in a lot of ways to advocates for greater consumer privacy. Um, and so that that's kind of an interesting tension. Now, one interesting point, though, that that was made here was, um, you know, Bitcoin, as we'll talk about in, in the third and final segment of this uh, of this recap, was noticeably absent from the conversations. But at, at one point, someone um, did point out they, they, they more or less made the point uh, that Bitcoin is too volatile to gain widespread adoption, whereas Facebook is specifically designed for widespread adoption. And for that reason, it's more of a threat. Um, you had other folks who were saying that uh, that basically, um, whereas, you know, Bitcoin is kind of uh, open and traceable, you know, and, and more difficult to use, really. Uh, I think Senator um, Cinema from, from Arizona made this point. She said that the, the we've moved on from the cash era of, of crime, um, but that cryptocurrencies were still really difficult to use. And part of what she worried about as it related to, you know, her specific example was drug cartels on the southern border. Uh, the, the thing that she was worried about with Libra was that it would be very easy to use this particular um, cryptocurrency type thing. Now, interestingly, she made the the point that this is not a cryptocurrency in the same way that something like a Bitcoin is. Um, so I, I guess, you know, there, there's a lot to unpack with the money laundering and crime. Um, at least there wasn't the same sort of just like silly rhetoric that we've seen a little bit from the high level kind of statements coming out of the White House. It was a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more clear headed. Um, I think that this also showed that you know, the, the set of senators who were at this seem to have done some amount of homework, right? This wasn't um, embarrassing for, for most of them in terms of their level of knowledge. This wasn't something that they were just dismissing. And I think that that's, you know, maybe one thing uh, that's positive about all of this is that clearly this is now on the agenda and you've got, um, you know, congressional staffers, Senate staffers who are um, learning up their organizations about what's going on 
uh, and what the implications are. So the fifth and final point around this sort of questions and topics that came up that I, that I want to make um, is that one of the one of the strongest kind of themes as well that came out was this question of why it has to be Facebook that ha that that's going to do this. And, uh, and so a couple different people made this point in a couple different ways. Some said, you know, took this chance to, to kind of go through the litany of problems that Facebook had in terms of fake news, in terms of kind of uh, international interference in elections and all the sort of things. They said, have, are those solved? And if they're not solved, why would you go do this unbelievably big, huge, important new thing before those things are being solved? Um, and, and it was really an indictment of kind of this idea of the continued growth before figuring things out. And, 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 and effectively, the argument that, that was being made was that you can't be trusted, Facebook, to do this because you haven't even fixed the things that you're supposed to be core at. And now you want to move into an entirely different sector with an entirely different set of uh, rules and needs and regulations and all this sort of stuff. Um, and I think this is really interesting because you know, it, it kind of echoes something that I heard a lot when, when Libra was first announced in the crypto community, which, you know, the, the folks who were frustrated with it, their frustration wasn't that they didn't understand that potentially this serves as a gateway drug for something like Bitcoin. It's that they really didn't want a company like Facebook being the standard bearer for cryptocurrency. They didn't want to be associated with that. They didn't think it was good for the industry to be associated with that. And so it was interesting, and, and I think in some ways positive to see uh, uh, at least one senator basically make the point um, that cryptocurrency and what it represents uh, to the global poor in terms of remittances, in terms of you know money sovereignty, in terms of lower fees, is exciting and full of potential and high power. But why Facebook? Why should Facebook be the one that's allowed to do that? Um, I think that's an important level of nuance that I was glad to see. So finally, let's talk about uh, what it means for Bitcoin. I think that this is um, this was the question that I think we all had going into it in some ways is where is Bitcoin going to be in all of this? And the short answer is that it was almost nowhere, right? Um, it is still sort of under the radar. I mean, we had, I think, two that I counted, maybe three. Uh, even instances of people using the word Bitcoin. The first one wasn't until minute 39. I know that for sure because I was watching the time. And um, and it was very clear, and this is something that people have felt and as they've seen you know, Trump's tweets a few, you know, last week and then uh, the, the Treasury Secretary's comments yesterday. Um, it seemed like this was about Libra and this is about Zuckerberg. This is about an unresolved question of antitrust. This is about an unresolved question about data privacy. Uh, and certainly that was the case, right? Um, it, it, in fact, Bitcoin was so under, under the radar that one of the mentions uh, was actually someone saying that they believed that you know, they weren't as worried about its threat to the U.S. dollar as a global reserve currency because it was so volatile that it, it seems highly unlikely to them that it would be achieve the kind of mass adoption that would actually threaten the dollar. Whereas Facebook is, you know, and Facebook's Libra specifically is designed for that sort of mass adoption. So, um, you know, I think that in a lot of ways, Bitcoin has benefited from being under the radar in terms of the end game implications of what it means for the US dollar for the last decade, right? Like as long as uh, as governments don't believe that Bitcoin poses a viable threat to their sovereign currencies, their response to it stays pretty focused on um, uh, deterring criminal activity, right? Deterring the uses of that asset that are that are criminal, and kind of adapting it into the regulatory regime in terms of 
you know, taxes and how people pay for it and all that sort of stuff, right? That That's their focus. Um, I think that shifts when they believe it's an actual threat to their sovereign currency. And I think that rightly or wrongly, uh, the, these hearings show that so far, um, the U.S. government is more worried about what a Facebook-backed currency does, permissioned or permissionless or whatever. Uh, they, they're more worried about that as a threat to U.S. currency than they are about Bitcoin. And I think for my money right now, that's a good thing. Um, and I guess the last point uh, around the, what it means for Bitcoin is, man, has it never been better to not have a CEO, to not have a company, to not have someone that you can call for congressional hearings in, a, in an easy way. Um, because this was so much about Zuckerberg and so much about relitigating mistakes of the past. I mean, past statements from when Zuckerberg was at Harvard. And, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable. Like, these are all parts of the public record. They're, they're all parts of the story, right? Like, if you're a politician and you want to make a, a, you know, construct a narrative, these are things are available for you. Um, and no one's denying, you know, what he said or what those things might have meant. Um, their best response is, you know, we're working hard to change and be better. Um, but it, it is kind of a, a striking reminder of just how singular uh, it was and it is that Bitcoin does not have a CEO. It doesn't have a person at the top. It doesn't have a spokesperson to go before um, the government. And you know, this is not to say that that's always going to be a good thing. It could mean that um, when it comes time to defend Bitcoin, uh, it's a lot harder um, and that there, there isn't someone for people to rally behind. But at the same time right now, uh, it, it's looking pretty good. So anyways, that's day one. Um, we're going to have uh, a lot more to talk about after tomorrow. The House Committee hearing is tomorrow. Um, and we're actually getting some some folks from our community uh, in the crypto space and in the Bitcoin space will be testifying as well um, beyond Marcus. So should be a good time for those of you who are uh, around in the morning. We'll be streaming it again. Um, come check out either the, the, the Twitter at NLW, the Twitch at NLW Crypto, or YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Nathaniel Whittemore Crypto. I'll post all these links, obviously, as well. Um, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I will see you soon, guys. Peace.